1: We're all called to reach out to all men, to all women, especially those of the household of God. That's why God gives us His gifts.
0: Welcome to Core Truth Radio, a radio ministry of Core Church Los Angeles with pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilburn. Pastor Steve will be teaching the Word of God with truth from the Bible. For more information, go to corechurchla.org. That's corechurchla.org. Now here's Pastor Steve with today's core truth.
1: The Bible says in 1 Corinthians, in verse 12, For we see now in a mirror dimly, but then we'll see him face to face. For now I know in part, but then I shall fully know, just as I have been fully known by him. So one day we'll see exactly how everything works. We're given bits and pieces now. So we'll be in 1 Corinthians 12, and I entitled this message, Imagine This, Gifts. So let's get into the gifts here. Or it could be better said, the way that the Spirit will speak, the way that the Spirit will move, the way that the Spirit reveals things to us is through these gifts. And those who are open to be used and use these gifts, these are available to us by His Spirit, not by us picking what we want, but just by us being where we are at that moment and God wanting to use us, He'll drop any one of these gifts on us at any given time. So let's look at some of the ways uh, these gifts pan out as we read here in chapter 12 verse 7 it says but to each one is given the manifestation of the spirit so we know because he tells us the spirit of god is living in us but he's going to say but now you'll see the manifestation like, you'll know the Spirit's in you when this stuff happens, okay? Uh, the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. There's a, there's a reason why God uses us. Is a reason why these gifts come out at times. There's a common good for it. For to one, it is given the word of wisdom. This is one of the gifts, the word of wisdom, through the Spirit. To another, the word of knowledge, according to the same Spirit. To another, faith. By the same Spirit. It's not like a bunch of different spirits here. It's one Holy Spirit that's inside of us. And to another, gifts of healing by the same Spirit. Verse 10. And to another, the effecting of miracles and to another prophecy, and to another the distinguishing of spirits, to another various kinds of tongues, and to another the interpretation of tongues. But one in the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually just as he wills. Not as I will, not as you will, as he wills. So it's not for you to figure out which gift, oh this is going to be my gift. I want this one. I want No, 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 no. It's wherever you're at, your availability at that moment to be used for what God wants to accomplish in that moment, and then he will drop that gift on you at that moment. Yes. Notice verse 7 says, "The Spirit manifests himself in these areas for the common good. Meaning, the Spirit will move for the express purpose of building up the body of Christ. He wants to build up the church. He wants to build up the body of Christ. He wants to move. He wants to touch people's life for the common good. Yes, if we make ourselves available, God will work in and through us to reach out to those who God desires to touch. For example, The lost, the lonely, the hurt, the broken, those that are living in anxiety and fear because of COVID. All of these things. God will work in and through us to touch those people's lives, to bring them into a relationship or a better relationship with Christ. He will also work in and through us to lift up and encourage believers consider the exhortation that's given to us all in Galatians 6, 9. He says, Let us not lose heart in doing good. For in due time we shall reap if we do not grow weary. So then while we have the opportunity, let us do good to all men, especially those of the household of the faith. He says, "So, So, don't lose heart in doing good. I mean, because you could sit here in Los Angeles and there's just a gazillion needs. And you could be, I'm trying to help here, trying to help here, trying to help here. Oh, I'm just so wore out. I'm tired. Oh, never mind. And it's like, no, no, don't lose heart in doing good. You continue to be used of God, no matter how many times he wants to use you. And especially to those who are of the household of the faith. We had a dear sister in our church. I haven't seen her in a while because, you know, COVID and the whole thing and all that. And I met her at the door uh, this morning. And, you know, fortunately, my wife came up at the same moment and she had lost her son. Uh, Her son was only 23 years old and she lost him in September. And she was just weeping. She was just broken, and it's just like, you know, I haven't seen her since COVID hit, and she's been away, and then that happened, and just been devastated. And somehow she pulled herself together to come to church today, and and I just saw her, and she was just broken, and and it just, you know, me and my wife were just loving on her, and just oh, you know, I was our heart goes out to you, and you know, she was just sharing, you know, her her son, he's no longer here, and it was just, it was just, it was very. Very hard for her to even function, you know. Parents are not supposed to bury their children. It's just, it's not a natural thing, and and it just it, it was really difficult for her. But but she somehow pulled herself to church today. And God, we were just loving on her and just being there for her. And just telling her how much God loves her and, and how much, you know, we're so sorry for what's happened. And, you know, we just want to be there for her. And it's like, you know, God wants to use us in those moments. And it's like, look, I didn't think that was going to happen. I, I didn't think that was going to happen at the door this morning, but it did. And we have to be ready to to move out and to reach out and to touch at that moment. Because you just never know when something is going to happen and, 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 you know, and all of a sudden there's an uncomfortable situation and like, oh my goodness, what do I do here? And it's like, hey, I get caught in those things like, oh my, what do I say? What do I do? What, you know, but it, it's like but we were just both hugging her and, and just putting our arms around her and letting her know how much we cared about her and how much we've missed her. We're all called to reach out to all men, to all women, especially those of the household of God. That's why God gives us his gifts, so that we can accomplish this in and through his spirit. Verse 8 introduces the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge. See, this is granting us the ability to understand God's word and to make it relevant to our culture. See, God will give you these moments of wisdom and understanding on something that maybe you never really knew about and didn't know how something worked and now you're talking with something and some complicated thing comes up and God just gives you wisdom in that situation. He gives you a word of knowledge. I remember I was talking to this brother and and he was uh you know, this is years ago and he was telling me, Hey, I'm really struggling with some well, what are you struggling with? Well, I don't know, I just I don't want to share it and da 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 da, da you know, and da 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 you know, and, and we're going back and forth for like a half hour, you know, just like you know, you know, I'm just really hurting and I don't know what to do and well, what do you say? Well, I, I don't know. I really don't want to share it. And, da, 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 da. and then the, word just get, the Lord just gave me this word of knowledge. I said, are you struggling with homosexuality? And he's like, Yeah, his, his eyeballs you know, went this big and his mouth dropped. He's like, how did you know? And I'm like, well, the Lord just told me you know it's like let, let's just cut to the chase here you know you kept beating around the bush and beating around the bush it's like let's just you know and the Lord just like this is what it is and and, and and all of a sudden now I was able to minister to him now I was able to you know kind of you know scratch word it itches kind of thing you know it's like it, instead of like talking in generalities let's just get to the point point. and the Lord you know did that why because this guy needed ministry on what he was really struggling with and he just couldn't get himself to come out and, and talk about it. So, so sometimes God gives you an understanding of something or he gives you a word of knowledge on something. It's granting us that ability to understand. We must realize the Bible says that the natural man cannot understand the things of God on our own. You know, we cannot just grasp spiritual things. So you're going to be talking to people and and God's going to give you, give you at times the, the wisdom to cut through someone that this doesn't get the whole God thing. Like, I don't get this whole God thing. What is with you people of faith? You know, you're, you're a bunch of bozos, you know, and, and whatever. And, and, and then all of a sudden God just gives you like the combination to unfold something to this person that you're talking to. But guess what? It will never happen to you if you're not willing to talk to someone. So if you're not willing to jump in the conversation, if you're not willing to to engage someone, then how is that ever going to happen? How is God going to unfold something to you when you're not willing to even open a conversation with someone? So you will never see the gift of wisdom or the gift of knowledge ever unfold in your life if you're never willing to jump into a conversation. It's just the way that it works. This is why it doesn't have to do with us. So when you're petrified of talking to someone, you're petrified of opening your mouth, you're petrified of like, oh my goodness, what would I say? Oh my goodness, what if they asked me a question? You'll never see this happen. But if you're just like, well, you know what, Lord, you open this conversation up, I don't know what the heck I'm going to say. I'm just going to dive in. I'm just going. I'm going in. I'm going in. I tell Charlie all the time. I go up to Charlie and I say, hey, Charlie, I'm going in. (laughs) He just laughs. You know me times like you know when I was sitting down here worshiping here, I was like sitting here. I started to yawn. I'm like. I am so tired. <laughs> I'm just like, I am so tired. I could have taken a nap today. I remember my whole life, my wife would take naps. I'm thinking, what a waste of life. Why would you take a nap? I mean, now as I get older, it's like, you know, a nap, uh, it's not the worst thing could ever happen. <laughs> I could have taken a nap today, but I didn't, it just didn't work out. So I'm just like, I was sitting down there. I'm like, oh, Lord, I'm so tired. Can someone else teach tonight? You know, get up, Michael, get up here. <laughs> it's like, you know, someone else teach tonight. I'm just like, okay, I'm going in. So I'm going in, and guess what? Now I'm awake. Okay, that's good. You'll never know. But see, the natural mind doesn't understand things. So maybe you don't understand them either. But get in there, and God might let you have revelation of it while you're talking to that person. All of a sudden, you get it, and now you're sharing it with them. You're like, excuse me, can I can I borrow your pen? Why? I need to take notes of myself. I didn't even know this myself, you know. But that's how God... Does it? God has chosen to use us so that we can encourage those around us. So when we run into someone who's consumed in sin... And their life is filled with guilt. You ever run into those people that are just, man, it's like, oh, man, I'm just, my life's a waste. You know, I I don't know what I'm going to do. They think that they've done that, which, you know, God could never forgive or whatever. And, you know, I'm afraid God doesn't love me. God wouldn't ever have any time for me. I've had people tell me that all the time. I'll start telling them about Jesus. Oh, you don't even know what I've done. Man, there's no way God would ever love me. It's like, yeah, well, guess what? You're wrong. No, dude, you don't even know what I've done. doesn't matter. When you say God could never love you, you're absolutely wrong. I don't care what you've done. I've murdered someone. God can forgive you. Now, you might have to go to jail for the rest of your life, although in the United States, you know, we don't have any laws anymore, so you might not have to go to jail. I don't know, you know. You might get off scot-free. Who knows, you know. But it's like the point is God can forgive you, though, no matter what. That's when the Holy Spirit might direct us to share with someone like that. Well, let me tell you what the Bible says in Psalm 30, verse 5. It says, for his anger is but for a moment, but his loving kindness, his favor is for a lifetime. Weeping may last for the night, but a shout of joy comes in the morning. God has not given us a spirit of fear but a power, love, and a sound mind, 2 Timothy 1.7. But it's just like this fear-mongering. It's like, oh my goodness, like whatever. But God wants to use you to bring that hope to someone. What if someone is super guilty, 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 guilty? First John 1 John 1.9 says, if we confess our sin before God, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sin. See, we can be ministers of hope to people. It's like that word confess just means agree with God. What you've done is wrong and be willing to turn from it, and God will forgive you. Yeah, but you don't understand how many times, it doesn't matter. It's like like none of us deserve anything, but God can forgive you. He went on to say, if we have no sin in our life, we're deceiving ourselves, and the love of the truth is not in us anyway. So look, we've all sinned. Verse 9 says, faith and the gift of healing. These are gifts, faith. I just remember when we were buying this building, I mean, I'm just like I'm sitting like I'm just a regular guy, I just worked in construction. Okay, it's like, and all of a sudden we're dealing with these big numbers and million dollar properties and million dollar buildouts, all of this stuff. And I'm just like, you know, my brain was like, and I'm just, I'm going to implode, you know, and explode, everything implode and explode. I mean, it's, there's going to be a lot of imploding going on, okay. And so it's like, but all of a sudden my wife just says, well, if we can believe God for this, why can't we believe Him for this? I mean, it's so simple, but it's what I needed to hear. And I can tell you right now, I I know exactly where I was sitting. and I knew exactly when it happened. When she said, if we can believe God for this, why can't we believe him for that? And when that happened, that God gave me the gift of faith to get this building. Now, I don't have just constantly the gift of faith. I mean, there's times I'm faithless in things. There's times that I'm like, oh God, what's going to happen here? But on this building, let me tell you, he gave me the gift of faith. And when you just simply, just you, you want to do what's right, what if God just dropped that on you? What if you're in an impossible situation right now and, and God just drops a gift of faith on you? Then all of a sudden it's like, well, you know what? God's going to work it out. Well, how's he going to work it out? I don't know how he's going to work it out. I, that's what God does. Now, that's not me. You know, it's like the guy that hires someone to. You know, he goes, "I want to hire you for a uh, hundred thousand dollars a year. What for? Because I want you to worry for me. I'm sick of worrying, so I'm going to hire you to worry for all my worries. It's like, and you're going to pay me a hundred thousand a year. Yes, absolutely. Well, how, how can you afford that? That's not me for me to worry about. It's, it's for you to worry about. Anyway, but you know, the point is, it's like, what if God just does that to you? That is a gift, the gift of faith, the gift of healing. I've had the gift of healing before. I've seen God supernaturally move in healing. I've prayed for people, and I've seen people get healed when they were not supposed to get healed. And then I've seen where I didn't have the gift of faith, And someone else had it and I went on their faith. It's just those gifts, but they move around and, and how God does that. It's just, it's what he does, you know. Verse 10 introduces miracles, prophecy, discerning of spirits, tongues. This again is God moving. It's just when miracles happen. It's like, you know, something supernatural. That's how miracles are defined. See, you know, there's prophecy. God spoke through prophets through the whole Old Testament. He recorded them in the Bible. We know Jesus, the Messiah, because he fulfilled all those Old Testament prophecies that were spoken by the Spirit of God. You now, the speaking of tongues, which is probably the most widely abused gift in the church today. People should, should just read 1 Corinthians 14, and it talks about the proper use of the gift of tongues. And it's, I would say, the majority of the time that gifts, the gift of tongues is used in the church, it's not used properly. That's why I've had people leave the church here. You need to speak in tongues more. You know, like, whatever. Like It's like, no, that's not the use of tongues it 's for the self edification of the person it 's not to exhort you, and most of the time when you have people using tongues in a church it 's like look at me how spiritual I am yeah it 's like look, I speak in tongues it 's a gift, but the gift is to encourage and edify yourself because you 're praying things that you don 't even know that you need yourself, like you might be praying yes, Lord. Just fill me with a double cheeseburger here tonight, Lord. You know, I, I need this and I need a new Ferrari also, Lord. And so we, we we pray things that we think we need, but God's like, no, actually you need to humble yourself and And you need to be more open to what I want you to do, not what you want to do. See, so when you're praying in tongues, you're actually praying what you really need. So you could be praying in this tongue, and you think you're praying for the big house on the hill, and you're praying, God, humble me because I'm a prival idiot, you know. And that could be what you're praying because the Spirit knows what you need more than you do. But that's clearly laid out in chapter 14. But don't miss this. Verse 11 says that the Holy Spirit distributes all these abilities to us individually. Individually, just as he wills, not as we will. Yes, as much as we would like to pick our own gifts, like we pick the options on a burger. Have you ever gone to the counter? Yes, I want the, not the third pound patty, the half pound. No, the one pound patty. I want this kind of, you know, pepper jack cheese. I want jalapenos on it, a fried egg. Oh yeah, over easy. Let it yolk just bacon avocado. See, you, you, we don't get that choice with the options of the gifts the Holy Spirit gives them. It's not up to us, it's up to Him. Because I can assure you of this, the more you make yourself available, the more you'll experience God opening up these things for you you know, which brings up our third point, knowing their use. Verse 12 says, for even as the body is one and yet has many members and all the members are one body, though they are many, but we're one body. So there's a bunch of different people here, right? Different colors, different heights, different shades of skin, different looks, different ages, all of those things, but we're one body of Christ, right? We're all Christians. So we're the body of Christ. Verse 13 says, for by one spirit, we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks or non-Jews, whether slaves or free. We were all made to drink of one spirit. There's only one spirit, right? We already talked about that, one Holy Spirit. For the body is not one member, but many. And if the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I'm not part of the body, is it not for this reason, any less part of the body? And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I I am not part of the body, is it not for this reason any less part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole were hearing, where would the sense of smell be? But now God has placed the members, each one of them, in the body just as he desired. And if they were all one member, where would the body be? But now there are many members, but one body. And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Or again, the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, it is much truer that the members of the body, which seem to be weaker, are necessary. You don't think about any body part unless it's not working right. You ever lose your, you know, your sense of taste? It's like, oh, what a bummer. It's like, now you're just eating. It's like eating everything. I'm like eating a styrofoam cup. It's like, nothing tastes good. You know, it's like, see, as you know, Jesus was the master of communication. He always knew who he was talking to. And he spoke in a language that was commonly understood. And that's how the Holy Spirit will speak through us. If we're trying to impress those around us, then we will have to say, we're never going to have an impact on those that we're talking to because we're trying to impress them. It's like, that's not what it's about. It might impress them, but it will not change them. But when we're led by the Holy Spirit, then we will speak. And it will, not make, it will make sense to the people that we're talking to. And we can have a huge impact on the inside of that person. Notice up to this point, we've been taught that the gifts are really a manifestation of the Spirit of God working in us. Then we pointed out that the different gifts are the way that the Spirit will work in us. And now we're being told how these gifts will be used. Again here, God uses the analogy of a human body. Something that we can all relate to. We all have many members from ears to eyes to hands to feet. Each part has a job. And when the foot is not trying to do the mouse job, it really works a lot better. So in the same way, all of us, we need to be used differently because we're all different parts of the body. So if you say, yeah, like I'm the foot, I always get the stinky jobs. You're stuffed in some shoe. I'm always in the dark. It's like, but everything has to work together. I think about all the people that serve here at CORE Church, and it's just like from ushers to greeters to the people working. We have a room behind that wall there that actually enables all the different screens to change here for uh, the people that are watching online. Do you know that we have thousands of people that watch online? I mean, so our church is so much bigger than what you just see here. It's like all of it together is what makes core church work. All these people, you know, everyone together makes the whole thing work. You start pulling this guy, that guy, that guy, and all of a sudden the whole thing's not working anymore, which brings up our final point, knowing our place. It says here in verse 27, now you are Christ's body and individually members of it. We're all individual members of Christ's body. And God has appointed in the church apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, gifts, healing, helps, administrations, various kinds of tongues. All are not apostles, are they? All are not prophets, are they? All are not teachers, are they? All are not workers of miracles, are they? All do not have the gifts of healing, do they? All do not speak with tongues, do they? All do not interpret, do they? But earnestly desire the greater gifts, and I'll show you still a more excellent way. So we need to grow, and we need to be available.
0: Thanks for joining us for Core Truth Radio. You've been listening to Pastor and Bible Teacher Steve Wilburn of Core Church Los Angeles. If you'd like to hear more messages by Pastor Steve, download the Core Church Los Angeles free app, Core Truth is sponsored by and is a listener-supported outreach of Core Church LA. If you've been blessed by this program, consider supporting our radio ministry by texting Core Church LA, all one word, to 77977. You can also give via our app and online at corechurchla.org. Or you can mail your support to P.O. Box 34789, Los Angeles, California, 90034.